Hey there, where have you been? Welcome to the No Jet Stress podcast, the show that helps you maintain optimal health and peak performance as a road warrior, no matter how much you travel. I'm your host, Christopher Babiodi, traveler wellness advocate, nutritional therapist, author, and ex-flight attendant of 20 years at British Airways, one of the UK's largest airlines. In this episode of the No Jet Stress podcast, we are continuing on from episode 15, which discusses the pivot of business travel towards traveller well-being. And we're talking about retooling road warriors and organisations that manage business travellers. We're going to discuss frameworks, training and concierge services, fully acknowledging that organisations and business travellers come in all shapes and sizes and preferences, we're going to take a look at some of the rudimental things that each of these can do in pursuit of traveller well-being for the individual and for the benefit of the organisation. Part of our conversation so far has been that in order to properly pivot to a traveller well-being focus within business travel, we have to move beyond staid dashboards, dashboards that only measure objective things. We understand the need to be able to quantify in real terms for individuals and the company the value or the value of a well-being approach. But at the same time, the dashboards need to come after looking at what the traveller needs. And that comes into being by the partnership, the help and the lead taken by organisation and the road warriors themselves. This is the premise for this conversation. So why do we need to retool? Well, we need to retool now because we have had well-being highlighted to us post-pandemic, for sure. And increasingly, people have taken time to reassess what's important to them in their lives and wellness has floated to the top or one of those things that's floated to the top that people are concerned about. Business travellers specifically have this at the forefront of their minds because business travel is stressful, is draining and we've seen the fallout over the years and not a lot really has been done to implement a traveller well-being centric approach. It looks like things are changing and we're here to try and frame that conversation and the argument as to why you want to add in all these different ways of looking at the challenge so that both the traveller and the organisation can mutually benefit. To put this another way, the stakes are high and the moment is brief. The stakes are high for organisations who don't learn how to hang on to their employees, who don't stop them burning out, who don't have the, requ- the prerequisite tools in place to enable them to build resilience. And the corporate wellness programs that we've seen before now seem to try and touch on something for everyone, but not specifically to those who travel within the organisation. For the individual, the stakes are high and the moment is brief, because as I like to say, Business travellers, road warriors in particular, tend to be one or two trips away from burnout. If one or two things happen 
consecutively, it can be really draining, demoralising and affect mental health of the traveller and hence their performance. So for the traveller, him or herself, there's a lot at stake and taking an approach that's traveller-centric will help remedy that and get benefits for both the organisation and the person. A question that keeps popping up in this conversation is, who is responsible for traveller wellness? Is it the organisation or the road warrior? I think we need a new paradigm in order to look at this and deal with it comprehensively. And that paradigm rests on the idea that it's a partnership between both the organisation and the traveller. This is the only way forward. Where they meet, however, is somewhere in the middle around the values that the organisation espouses and the culture they build and the values the individual has and what they would like to achieve with their time at any organisation and in terms of building and maintaining their own health and resilience. If this is a partnership, then one of the questions that might float to the surface is, how does one measure the return on investment? There are many ways to answer that, but I'm just going to suggest one here. By growing the wellness culture as an asset for the organisation, the organisation enhances its brand value, and at the same time, it builds a well-being culture nested in the corporate culture that is useful to any organisation or customer or anyone who comes in contact with that organisation. We do know of organisations that have brilliant corporate wellness programmes and well-being cultures, and these are assets to the company. Being able to build that, no matter how big or small an organisation or a company is, is very useful in this day and age where we can acknowledge that health in the workplace is a form of equity. Another obvious way of measuring the ROI for the organisation comes down to the balance sheet and what people are able to produce and how they're able to perform. For individuals, for me, the defining way to measure ROI is the ability to build resilience. It's not the absence of stress that the road warrior ultimately seeks, but the ability to manage the stress that comes his or her way and thrive on it and become healthier in the process. Which, by the way, when we look at travel friction for business travellers and road warriors, the inability to manage stress is one of the drivers that causes people to want to change job or move on where there is less stress in the context of them going about doing the business they are doing across the globe. Organisations, big and small, need to have a framework. Now, some do have a framework in place and it may or may not be aligned with a traveller wellbeing centric approach. This really has to take precedence, in my opinion. Health as equity is a real thing. And while people might break down travel policy to 
broad terms and duty of care, it was quite evident from conversations that I had as the pandemic was in flow that duty of care failings were quite prevalent when it came to managing people who were on business halfway across the world. There weren't always things in place. Now, I expect or hope that these would have been remedied, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a traveller-centric approach. Some of the approaches that we've seen come out of these types of conversations have centred on dashboards and objective measures, which are great, but I doubt that those are going to be specifically useful in the context of an employee or someone stuck halfway around the world. What is needed is something that comes alive and is living in the company culture, a well-being culture for that matter. A well-being culture, living in a company culture that's thriving, is based on common values, values that are clear for everyone to see in the day-to-day running of business, and in fact in the actions of all those who are part of the business, whether that be HR or people who have others directly reporting to them. The stakeholders include the business traveller, the organisation, and the people who manage those business travellers. And having this reflected in their actions is a really powerful indicator and sign that this is working, this is what we value, and this is what we stand for. As trite as it might sound, this seems to be something that really needs to be emphasised. For the individual, the road warrior, not only do they buy in to this framework, but they personalise it. They have to personalise it like everybody else in order to live it. And when you personalise the framework, it then boils down to habits and routines that support your traveller well-being journey. And this is something that everyone has to take to heart for themselves as a business traveller and commit to the actions, the thinking and the time and effort that's going to make that a reality for them. This then asks the question, what tools are available to help the road warrior around the pillars that make up the core of the traveller wellbeing centric framework? One of the obvious answers is corporate training. The challenge is that corporate wellness training or corporate wellness programs in the past have tended to be programs that anyone in the business can attend and get a general understanding. We now know that this is not fit for purpose when it comes to road warriors. They have specific types of problems that are not necessarily applicable to everyone else in the organisation. They are often in multiple locations at different times of the year, the day, and therefore are not always able to avail themselves of the, the, the training that's available. And more often than not, they are too busy looking at how to be the producer that they were employed to be, and therefore focus on the productivity of the job in hand, rather than understanding this new paradigm and how important it is to make this a fundamental 
core starting place for sustainable productivity. Fashioning tools that literally and figuratively meet your business travellers where they are is an important point to make here. How would you go about doing that? Well, you would go back to basics and you wouldn't put them on a course or suggest a course or offer a course that's about sleep, nutrition and energy. Everybody needs that. What you would do is go back to basics of sleep for business travellers, nutrition for business travellers and energy management for productivity and business travellers. That's more specific. It contains things that they can relate to and it's tailored to them. The next level up in this conversation is accountability and coaching for those who need it. And when I say coaching, it's not the idea that people are inadequate, that they need coaching. It's the idea that coaching specific to the goals that people are trying to achieve in terms of their business travel, as far as their wellness is concerned, is necessary if we're going to move from business traveller being draining to business travel being draining, but helping you build resilience so you can withstand the drain and build vitality. Once you get past the fundamentals, then it's a matter of what helps each individual achieve what they want in terms of their traveller well-being health. The organisation's role in all of this is to select and provide programmes that will be deemed valuable by the business travel community they run, and then, to a certain extent, offer accountability without being too big brotherish. As getting the best outcomes for the individual and the organisation are priority, then the question is, what is the road warrior or business traveller's role in all of this? Well, it's simple skill acquisition and participation fully, whether that be lifestyle skills, personal skills or professional skills, any of the skills that enable them to build vitality while on the road and perform their role should be considered and fair game. To my mind, this is made easier by the appreciation that business travel as a road warrior is actually a lifestyle. So when you move away from the things within the professional sphere of what a business traveler might do, then understanding there are certain tools that you might need to help your lifestyle, whatever that might be, work well for you. And there might be certain tools in your personal life that you need to help you make it work. So these are all things that are within the organisation and without the organisation that one might want to consider in order to be able to take advantage of the training or get the types of training or skill set that help the person progress in terms of health and their role within the organisation they function in. One way in which organisations, big and small, can wrap their heads around a path forward 
involves adopting the new paradigm that health and happiness control or boost or buttress performance rather than the idea that performance, health and happiness are all mutually reinforcing one another. With this in mind, I'm reminded of a paper by the American College of Sports Medicine that espouses this paradigm. And in it, it suggests the idea that health concierges are a useful tool that can cater to the many aspects of well-being a business traveller or an employee can avail themselves of in order for them to be able to perform well and also have the well-being piece. It's called The Future Evolution of Employee Wellness by Joss Glynn and Newton Chang, I believe. It's a really good starting point because it means that as far as the organisation is concerned, they don't have to do all the heavy lifting and some indeed aren't. But the offerings that are available for the different constituencies within the organisation can be tailored according to the concierge services that are available through this third party that they may want to engage to provide the services for them. And again, on this idea of Traveller Wellbeing being a partnership between the Road Warrior and the organisation, if a Road Warrior should be in a situation where they don't have the, the funding or the support in order to make some of these changes happen, whether it be the training or wholesale concierge services that can farm out the requirements as needed, then using technology as a leverage in health is gaining steam. And you don't have to be a big organisation in order to leverage it for one's own personal health journey. Data collection, looking at the patterns, understanding the patterns and what they mean in the context of the individual's life, interpreting them and optimising for healthful insights are all part and parcel of the business traveller journey that they can use whether there is funding or not on a large or smaller scale. That is a quick overview of how road warriors and organisations that manage them might want to retool in order to face the challenge of becoming more traveller-centric with the traveller at the centre of the paradigm that's going to bring about the results required to thrive and maintain health and productivity in business travel. Join me on the next episode of the No Jet Stress podcast where we start to dig into the tools and protocols that are useful to maintain well-being for business travellers. Until then, wherever you go, farewell.